Welcome to Ball Hard. You're here with Manny and Dio. Dio, how you feeling? I'm feeling great, man. Just got back from Amsterdam. Oh, yeah. How was it? I was pretty incredible. Mm -hmm. You know, it was a good trip, especially when you have to extend your stay. I had to stay two extra days. My boy G was coming out there, so uh, it's a pretty crazy time. And you watched football at the sports cafe? I watched football. I had my ribs at sports cafe. Um, I didn't see another Pittsburgh Steelers fan, but I didn't see anyone who was against them. Yep. And so other people were kind of rooting my squad on, so that always feels good to get that support. Were you nervous in that game? Um, For a minute, but then I had a good confidence, a good feeling with the squad, and so I'm glad they pulled it out. So am I, because I would have gotten one in four if uh, they didn't come through. So I'm really happy Pittsburgh did, and we said it last week. I think the last six of eight games that Baltimore-Pittsburgh have played have ended in a field goal. Mm -hmm. So it was uh, it was nice to see that be on the right side of that anyways but speaking of sides you went three and two last week yeah i went two and three you're now ahead of me by three games i think you got 21 wins and 16 losses which is a great record and i'm at 18 wins and 19 losses yeah, so just a little down i got some work to do man you got some work i'm to just do. mad about my losses yeah i'm mad about you know, the Jets. That's the one game that everybody was flipping out over. Yeah. I couldn't believe when the Jets pulled that game out. Yeah, your two losses, like you had the Patriots and you had the Broncos. Yeah. And both of those were crazy games going on. I didn't stay up to watch that one, though. You got to understand, that game was going starting at 2 in the morning. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. You know, I was asleep by that time. Sleeping, huh? Yeah, or not. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, yeah, I didn't get a chance to watch that one. Yeah. So, even before we start getting into some football right now, man, I wanted to bring up the fact that NBA season's like five days away. Yeah, I can't believe it. And I'm pretty excited for the first time in a long time yep. about the Eastern Conference. The East is pretty deep. It's four teams. Well, I don't know about deep, but there's four teams well, at yeah. the top. Just the fact that it's not just Miami, I say it's deep. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. True. Like, who you got? You got Chicago. Yep. You got... Indy. Yeah, Indy. And you got Brooklyn. Yeah. Four contenders that are right there that you can see for different reasons why each of those teams would be good matchups mm -hmm. to take out Miami even before the finals. Yep. So forget the Western Conference, and that's a whole different story. But the East at the top looks even stronger than the West. Yeah, it's now, been a long time since you could say that. Yeah, like who's in the West? You got... OKC when Westbrook gets back. Yeah, question mark. You got the Spurs. Yep. You got the Clippers. Always a little bit older. Um, yeah. Clippers, got a better coach. Yep. And they upgraded a lot of positions too. Yeah. Because of Doc Rivers. Um, and you got the revamp Houston Rockets. Mm-hmm. Going to be interesting. So there's kind of like four teams in each For sure. conference. With a couple different wild cards you could throw in there. Don't sleep on Golden State. I know. Golden State's right there. Don't sleep on the New York Knicks. I'm sleeping. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm sleeping on the Just, city that never sleeps. I would love to see them get off to a good start because then you know people are going to start talking like they could be the upset team. Oh, they're going to talk about it, but you know what? They're a disaster waiting yeah. to happen. The only basketball that's of any good caliber is across the bridge. Mm -hmm. It's not happening in Manhattan. Yeah. 
I got to agree, especially with that Brooklyn team being that deep. So, Speaking of Manhattan, um, I mentioned last week, even though I didn't pick it and I should have just went with it, the Giants got their first win. Yeah. They're on the w. board. They're on the board. So the Steelers are on the board. Giants are on the board. Yep. Who's left? Tampa. Tampa and Jacksonville. Jacksonville. <laughs> the Jags. You went for them last week. Fighting for the number one. Oh, yeah. I'm. By the way, I'm done picking Jacksonville unless they get over 20 points. That's what makes them so intriguing some weeks is you think, wow, they can't get blown out again. Yeah. Um, and, and, you know, each of these squads has a lot of pride. But still, when they play good football teams, it's tough. And you think there's a value there because they're getting so many points and you figure, yeah. you know what? Everybody's an NFL professional, mm-hmm. but there's just no talent. The guy that I'm surprised about is MJD. Yeah. Like Maurice Jones, true. Maybe, you know, he's getting older. Maybe that injury last year. But he, what, I think he had like 37 yards last week or something like that? I think it's combined with the motivation. I think it's also combined with the fact that they get behind early and they mm-hmm. got to throw the ball. For you sure. know what's really messed up about the Jags, man, is when Blaine Gabbert is in the game, the spread is pretty big. Right. And then they announce that Chad Henney's playing. And, and it all goes of a sudden, down. Jacksonville gets money on him and the spread goes down. Like, what other team has... Yeah, when your starting QB goes yeah, out. The starting QB is worse rated by Vegas. It's pretty interesting, and I think we found another example of that, and I'll get into that in a, in a bit for the picks. Mm-hmm. It's actually going to be part of my stinker. Yeah. So um, we can get into the picks and then we can talk a little bit. Yeah. Um, who do you like this week, man? What's one pick that, that you're feeling? Well, I might as well start off uh, with my squad, man. Yep. I'm feeling the Pittsburgh Steelers going against Oakland. Yep. I'll take them at minus two. That's yep. a very tight line. Oakland, sure, they're playing at home. Sure, they've shown flashes of competence. Yep. But they haven't shown that they're a really good football team. I think Pittsburgh might gain a little momentum right now, coming off of two big W's. I don't think that they're just looking ahead the next week to the Patriots. I think they're looking like we lost last time to the Oakland Raiders last year in early September. I think it was week three. Hmm. And I think that they're going to really come out and want to establish themselves that they are contenders in the AFC. Well, let me give you a, a stat here. Mm-hmm. I also have Pittsburgh, but Pittsburgh is actually my luck. Oh, and I'll wow. tell you why. The Oakland Raiders have lost 10 straight games after a bye. Wow. They're also 1-9 against the spread. Yep. With the spread being so low, <laughs> it's got to be Pittsburgh. I, think, I th- honestly think the Steelers have turned the corner. Mm-hmm. I think they looked worse than they actually are. Yep. They are the number one rated defense with yards allowed. Mm-hmm. So it's pretty interesting how they've lost. I think, you know, I didn't watch a lot of their games earlier in the in the season. You can probably tell me better. But it just seems when you've got the number one defense against with yards allowed, there's got to be turnovers. Yeah. And I think turnovers really kill the team. they got Le'Veon Bell now back. He's yep. running like a legitimate back. Um, and... Ben's going to be Ben. Their offensive line is going to be banged up. But it's the Oakland Raiders. Yeah. Like, what is going on in Oakland? That's so good. It's Terrell Pryor playing superhero, yeah. throwing to nobody. 
And uh, yeah, man. And, unless something crazy happens, which it can. Okay. <laughs> but it, I just like that the spread's that low. Yeah, yeah. That's I like that too. Yeah, I like that too. I had it's to, not usually. I had to go for that. So what are you saying? Um, speaking of being a homer, last week I got burned with Detroit. Yeah. They were at home to Cincy, favored by one point, and they played good enough to win, mm-hmm. and then just completely collapsed at the end of the fourth quarter. Defensively, I think special teams was crap. Mm-hmm. Field goal was blocked. Um, just nonsense was happening in that game, and we had it. Yeah. Um, also, the defense wasn't very good. They let Andy Dalton look like a superhero. Yep. Came in there looking like Dan Marino. And um, Lions are playing Tony Romo this week. But Tony Romo is without DeMarco Murray. Yep. They don't really have a run game. He's going to be passing all day. I like the Lions' pass rush. Hmm. Um, on defense, I'd be worried about the Cowboys if they had DeMarcus Ware. Yep. Or Jay Ratliff. Or Spencer. Their defensive line is non-existent. So mm-hmm. I don't see any pressure on Matt Stafford, which is trouble for Dallas. Um, so I'm going to take Detroit minus three at home. I don't think they can go 0-2 at home in this homestand right now. Even though they're going into a bye. You know what? It's a bad spot if they won last week. Mm-hmm. But they lost. They're not going to want to go into this bye week um, on a loss. Two losses in a row. That's never a good thing. I hear all your reasoning there. My thing was this game is too close to call. Mm. That's why I couldn't get behind it. Mm -hmm. Um, Detroit's a strong team, but like I keep on saying about the D, you got to win these games. Like It would have been nice if they finished off Cincy. If they come out with a W here, yeah, that really makes them a real contender. That's why it's such a big game because Dallas is no joke either. Mm -hmm. And... um, you know, I couldn't get behind Dallas completely, but I like the way Dallas is playing this year. So, fair enough. Fair enough for that. Um, the game that I'm going to take, though, is New England and Miami. Mm-hmm. I got New England minus six and a half. I like it. You know what? It's just New England want to come back strong. It's less than a touchdown. Miami, sure, they played good at parts of the year, but I just don't believe in them. And I like how Gronk is back. I think that that's a big difference for the Patriots and Brady to have a connection with somebody. Yeah, Gronk is back. Amendola is practicing all, all week. So it looks like his, his weapons are back. Um, New England's coming off a loss, mm-hmm. which is, man, Belichick is unbelievable against a loss. Yeah. And that's including against the spread. So I like it. If it's six and a half, I like it. If it's at seven, I'm not crazy about it. Right. Um, all depends where the where the line is. Mm-hmm. But I think it, it favors New England. Um, I also like a favorite, a big favorite, even a bigger favorite than New England. Um, I will take Sean Payton off mm. the bye week. Okay. Against a Buffalo squad who just went in and ruined Miami last week. Coming off a huge win. Mm-hmm. Buffalo's in KC, or sorry, they're at home to KC next week, and KC probably right. after this week against Cleveland is going to be undefeated going into Buffalo. Yeah. So it's kind of a sandwich spot. I don't know how much Buffalo expects to do anything in New Orleans, in the Dome, and next week they have 
an AFC match, which means more than this game, in Buffalo. Um, I really think it's a sandwich spot for them. New Orleans coming off a bye has an unbelievable record. And at home, Sean Payton's like, what now? 11-1, and 12-1 against the spread? So I'm taking New Orleans minus 11 points here. Yeah, I can't go wrong with that. New Orleans can air it out. Yeah. <laughs> they could make it look ugly. The thing about Buffalo, they've been sneaky to sneak out a couple wins this year to play some good teams close. So, again, I stayed away from that, but I can't be mad at that pick because um, New Orleans just looks like they're ready to go on a roll and really start getting that separation at this point in the year with any other team in that division. Because, I mean, what, what else is going on there? It's surprising. Mm-hmm. Usually that's a, a pretty strong division. Yeah. But ATL struggling. Carolina, and then uh, the Bucks. But um, speaking of that division, I got to go with the Atlanta Falcons. I like it. I got to go with the Atlanta Falcons. Sure, they're struggling, but they're playing for their season. Yep. They're playing for their season, and they're a good football team. And sure, they might have in- injuries here and there, but right now the spread's so low that I had to go with it. And I've been backing up Zona earlier this year, too, right? I was yeah. on Zona. So yeah. um, what do you think about that? We're going head-to-head because I am on a guy I hate to be on. I'm on Carson Palmer and mm-hmm. uh, the Arizona Cardinals. You know, I like them at home. I just think they're a home type of team. I know they lost Did you just home. say that you like Carson Palmer? No. That you're on. But I'm on. I don't like him, but I'm wow. on. Wow. Never you know thought what? I'd see the day. Uh, they've got 10 days rest. They played a Thursday night game. They got whopped at home by Seattle. I like them in this spot. Um, again, it's the second of two home games. Mm-hmm. And to lose two at home, you know, right after you got embarrassed, I think they can pull this one out against Atlanta, who is not as strong as everybody thought they were. Right. No Julio, no Roddy, yeah. no Steven Jackson. It's just the weapons are gone for Atlanta. And I don't really like them. Um, this weekend, I'm kind of taking Arizona blind. And again, because the spread is so low. It's one point. Yeah. Arizona is favored by one. And I'm going to take them and we'll end up head-to-head. And right now, on head-to-head games, we're two and two. Yeah. So it's going to be... Uh, yeah, this will be a good matchup. Is that a four o'clock game, too? That is... Yeah, four o'clock match. Four, yeah. Yeah, because there's a lot of buys this week, too. So uh, Yeah, six buys. But, but it's surprising. There's a few. There's four, four o'clock games. Mm-hmm. You know, six, one o'clock. Yeah, you usually don't see uh, this many afternoon games like that. But I'll, I'll be watching a lot of the Pittsburgh game, but I'll be switching it over. It's good for Scott Hansen in the red zone. Usually, he's, you know, yeah. he's very frustrated at four o'clock. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Not much popping. Yeah. So uh, I, I got two more picks, man. I got yeah. some... My lock and the stinker. Yep. Which one you want to hear first, man? Uh, let's go with the let's go with the lock. Actually. Yeah, because you already gave up my lock, lock already. I'm going with the team that's undefeated, Kansas City Chiefs. Hmm, that's a big spread now. I got minus seven and a half from the spread I'm seeing. All right. I'm cool with that. Yep. Because they got uh, who? Jason Campbell is the quarterback in Cleveland now. I don't even know who they got. Jason Campbell is starting the game. They're benching Brandon Whedon. Hey. If they took Billy Joe <laughs> over Jason Campbell, yeah. you know, they can't be that confident in him. Sure, Cleveland, you know, they pulled out some wins earlier. But, you know, they, they also got guys who are getting traded. They, 
this is clearly a rebuilding year for Cleveland. Like, yeah. the, you know, sure, the Trent Richardson trade worked out in the sense they've won some games and Trent doesn't look that good. But, I mean, Josh Gordon's ready to fly. You know, he's, he's ready to leave town. Mm-hmm. And they might make some more deals. They, you know, they really want to reshape the squad. And Kansas City's rolling. So, sure, you know, I'll take them a little bit over the touchdown. I'm, I'm not worried about that. It's an undefeated squad. You know what? Kansas City could easily win this game with his defense only and cover the spread. Mm-hmm. They're probably going to score on defense. Um, special teams, defense. One of those, I think Kansas City is going to score yeah. um, on defense, whether it be a fumble, interception, special teams. One of those three. Right. And uh, they're hardly going to need their offense. So Alex Smith can go back to being a game manager, yeah. what he does best. I like make it. mistakes. I like it, man. I, I mean, I just can't imagine Cleveland beating KC. I know, yeah. you know, besides the spread, crazy things happen in the NFL, so, you know, it could happen, but. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no, I don't see Cleveland winning that game at all, or even coming close. Um, so now we're into the stinker. Yeah. And this is going to be my only dog of the week, actually. And I am taking. <laughs> The Minnesota Vikings, mm. who everybody saw on Monday night being one of the worst teams in the NFL. Yeah. However, they're at home. They're against Green Bay. Always play Green Bay tough. Yeah. Now, talking about Green Bay, my favorite team to talk about. I'm getting a little help from the injury bug. Green Bay is without James Jones, Randall Cobb, um, Jermichael Finley. Mm-hmm. They don't have their best offensive weapons this week. Right. So it's basically, if you're going to make a prop bet, take Jordy Nelson over. Because mm-hmm. that's the only guy that Aaron Rodgers is going to throw to. Right. But if Minnesota's smart, they'll just make sure they bracket Jordy Nelson. Mm-hmm. Let everybody else try to make plays. Right. And we've seen that when people get injured. Um, during that first week, people are injured. Um, people rally and they do well. Yeah. Like last week. Green Bay covered the spread and blew out Cleveland at home. Mm-hmm. Blowing Cleveland out at home is different than laying 10 points on the road against a division rival. Mm-hmm. Um, 10 points is too much. I'm going to take Minnesota plus 10. Yeah. It's Sunday night or two. Mm-hmm. Surprisingly not a great matchup on Sunday night. Um I still think Green Bay can put up some numbers, though, man. You know, I believe in that offense. But, again, with Christian Ponder playing for his life mm-hmm. and that revolving quarterback door. So, because of the points, I could see where you're going with that. Um, but, again, I, I got to go with a favorite in my stinker of the week, which is the Monday night matchup. Mm. I got to go with Seattle. Yep. Minus 11. St. Louis lost their quarterback. You don't have a lot of hope in Kellen Clemens. You don't have a lot of hope when you make it a phone call to Brett Favre. I love how that leaked out. You yeah, know. that's a garbage story, man. That's Who's going to hire story. a 44-year-old quarterback and Wranglers? You know, Brett Favre, and you hear about the, the bullshit that Buff Cook, his agent, said he's in the best shape of his yeah. life. Give me a break, man. He rides... 30 to 50 miles a day on a bike. Like, all these stories that came out sound like it. more like 
legendary stuff like about a street baller or something. I think it's hilarious. Yeah. That's like Michael Jordan right yeah. now coming in, coming in the NBA and being relevant at 50 years old. It's very similar. Yeah, but it's a little bit different with that quarterback position. <laughs> don't need quite that athleticism. Um, but, yeah, I'm just saying it just shows how St. Louis really doesn't trust their backup. Kellen Clemens, I guess you could say he's serviceable, but I don't see him in the upper echelon of backup quarterbacks. He's a journeyman for sure. I don't know of their third-string quarterback who could, could come in, and that's a problem, especially when you're playing a Seattle defense that can create a lot of turnovers, that can create a lot of headaches for a quarterback like that. Um, the St. Louis run game, I don't even know who the running back is now, man. You know, because it ain't Steven Jackson. No, I think it's some Richardson guy. <laughs> it ain't Marshall Falk. Know. <laughs> you know, so, yeah, I got to go with Seattle, man, to come on with a big victory and just make it real ugly on Monday night. Yeah, and Seattle has the motivation because, one, it's Monday night. They're showcasing. Two, it's divisional. So, yeah. why not blow them out and kill them? Because right. who knows if they're going to end up in a tie break with San Fran for the division lead. So, this is a very important game for Seattle. Good motivation. Um, that's what you look for in these stinker type games mm-hmm. um, who's the team you're going to really look out for in the NBA this year mm. who, who, are you, who are you interested in because of the off season changes and there's been a lot I just got to go with a pure interest standpoint is the Brooklyn Nets mm. I'm just interested to see how that's going to work Yeah, it's good to see KG in a position in his career where he doesn't have to carry the load you know, to see Paul Pierce there, it's going to really look weird. Mm. But that's that's a strong move, and especially for the guys that are already on the squad. Darren Williams, you know, Lopez. That that kind of rejuvenates those guys, especially just with the character that KG and Pierce bring to that lineup. I think Lopez is due for a big year, man. Yeah, he could be. Like, look look at their, their starting five. Mm-hmm. Darren Williams... Joe Johnson. Yeah. Paul Pierce. KG. Brooke Lopez. Yep. They're all big guys at their position. And the floor is going to be spread out. Yeah. Brooke Lopez is down low. But then KG is all perimeter. He doesn't play down low. Mm-hmm. Paul Pierce is perimeter. Joe Johnson perimeter. Yep. And Darren Williams, I think it really depends on Darren Williams what kind of player he's going to be this year. Hmm. If he's going to be acting up and want to be just the only superstar, this thing ain't going to work. Hmm. And I don't have any confidence in Jason Kidd being the right guy for this team to coach a team. That's a very interesting call he's, as a coach. He's already had a rift with KG. Mm-hmm. Jason Kidd, imagine that, telling KG what to do. Yeah. KG ain't listening to no Jason Kidd. Who's Jason Kidd compared to KG? He's even less of a player than KG has. Yeah, but you know that he signed off on it. That's the biggest thing. He's got to go along with it at this point in his career. Mm -hmm. And if KG didn't, KG's such a leader that he recognizes that he's going to swallow his tongue. You know, he's going to swallow his ego and I think, you know, make it work. Yeah. What do you think about uh, LeBron's comments against uh, KG and um, and Paul Pierce leaving leaving Boston the same way Ray Allen did? Yeah, I I don't know what he said, 
but I can understand what you mean from there. I think it's just, I think it's a little bit different because of the fact that Boston was so close yeah. a couple of years ago yeah. that Ray going there was, it was pretty much a sellout move. It was a sellout <laughs> it move. It worked. Yeah. And you got to look out for yourself, but to me, they're completely different situations. I agree. They're different. I'm glad you said that because Paul Pierce got traded. Yeah. He had no choice in the matter. Mm-hmm. He just got traded. KG had to sign off because he has a no-trade clause. Yeah. But after Paul Pierce has already traded, confirmed, he's already thought to have been traded KG. Yeah. So after you've been like, okay, you're not going to show loyalty to me, I'll leave my no-trade clause. Why should I be loyal to you kind of thing? Right. So KG's gone too. That's totally different than becoming a free agent and exercising your option and going to the number one contender like Ray Allen. Completely different. Yeah, it's... That doesn't even hold any water. What about the West? Who are, who are you looking at in the West that intrigues you? I got to go with the clip. Hmm. I like the clips, man. I've always been a big uh, Chris Paul fan. Hmm. Blake Griffin. Yeah. Um, I think that having a competent coach. I mean, Del Negro, cool, whatever. But I think it's just the, the respect people pay Doc Rivers. Mm-hmm. That if he can get a little bit more out of Blake... Um, that that team could could really do some things. It's an interesting squad, man. You brought up CP0, and we affectionately call, I affectionately call Chris Paul CP0 because he always gets regarded as the top point guard in the league. Right. That is one nothing. Hmm. So it doesn't really mean nothing to me. Um, Blake Griffin has the weirdest game, one of the weirdest games in the league, man. If it's not a dunk. DeAndre Jordan, what was uh, Charles Barkley's line? Barkley said that if you left DeAndre Jordan in a gym with the ball overnight and told him he couldn't dunk, he'd show up the next day and he'd have about six points. (laughs) Like, DeAndre is one weird guy, man. Right. But Doc Rivers thinks, and Doc Rivers came on the record and said, DeAndre Jordan can be a dominant, game-changing defensive player. He said, don't worry about his offense. It's about getting him on defense. Right. And the combination of Blake and DeAndre defensively has been horrible. Yeah. So they're going to need... I don't know what Doc's going to do without Tom Thibodeau Mm -hmm. to to get this uh, going in the right direction. But there's a chance. And they brought in shooters too. Mm Mm-hmm. So this, the floor is going to be spread. You can't double down on Blake. You can't double down on DeAndre when he's down there. Um, if Chris Paul can penetrate, yep. they're shooters now. They got J.J. Redick. Yeah. Who else is there? They got somebody else down in Yeah, in a couple LA others, too. but J.J. was a big one. Yeah. Matt Barnes. The cat from uh, Phoenix. Oh, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. I'm trying to remember his name, man. Dudley? Dudley. Yeah. Yeah. Chris Dudley. Yeah. Yeah. He's the guy. Yeah. He's a shooter too. So all they got is a bunch of shooters. Um, you know who I look up for in the East too, man? And this, They're not part of the top four. Yeah. But the Detroit Pistons mm. <laughs> could be a very solid squad and spoil a lot of good teams. Because I think they're going to catch teams off guard. Yeah, they're very intriguing with a couple of the moves that they made to bring in Josh Smith, bring in Brandon Jennings. Like, nobody no, saw that one came coming. Like, Brandon Jennings? That's yeah. a legit point guard. Yeah. You got 
Josh Smith, legit, he even developed a little yeah. bit of a jump shot last year and the year before. Mm-hmm. Not a great one, but a little bit of one. And Greg Monroe is a stud. Yeah. Andre, Andre Drummond. Drummond is a stud. Now, who are they going to play at the two, though? Yeah. This is exactly. the weird part, man. For sure. They got Stucky, who's injured. They got Chauncey. Chauncey. Chauncey's back in Detroit, so that should be interesting. No, it's a huge weakness right there. Yeah, it it's is. a huge weakness because I think that the way the NBA has gone over the last few years is you got to have shooters, man. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you got to have guys that can score, and um, that's definitely a huge weakness there. How about in the West? <sighs> you know what? It's a, it's a toss up between Golden State and Denver. Yeah. I think Golden Denver. State, you know, I really watched Golden State. Yeah. Because they took my Spurs to six games. Mm-hmm. Legitimately six games. Stephen Curry and Clay Thompson are fire. Yep. And now they got Andre Godala. Iggy. You got David Lee. Yeah. You got Andrew Bogut. And you got Harrison Barnes. Yeah. You can take out David Lee and go small ball with mm-hmm. Bogut. And that's when they started killing teams. Yeah. Is when they went small ball through Harrison Barnes when David Lee was injured through the playoffs and they did just fine with Harrison Barnes at the four Mm -hmm. because he stretches it and he could shoot. So it's going to be very interesting to see what they do. Um, One big loss, though, is their emotional leader, Jared Jack. Yeah. Jared Jack came off that bench and played the Mr. Leadership, Mario Eli role. He was a hero for Golden State, especially at the end of games. Yeah. Because Stephen Curry's controlling the ball... It's hard for him to get a shot off. When Jared Jack's controlling the ball, Steph Curry became a shooting guard. Klay Thompson played the three. And all these guys are getting his open shots because Jared Jack is penetrating. Yeah. And Jared Jack could shoot too if they decide to double any of those other perimeter guys. Oh, he loves to shoot. Oh, he loves to shoot. Former Toronto Raptor. <laughs> yeah, who, who was a funnier Toronto Raptor hero, man? Uh, Jared Jack or, or Mike James? Oh, okay. Between those two, for sure. Yeah, Mike James caught fire for a while. Everybody was on Mike James. Yeah. Like the Mike Jones. Mm-hmm. But uh, one that surpasses both those guys. Because, yeah, those are pretty classic. The all-time best Raptor is Mo Pete. Mo Pete. Oh, man. Just because what... Not because he's the greatest player. Just because he was the most endearing player, mm-hmm. I think, in Raptors history. Mo Pete. Flint, Michigan. Yeah. Michigan State Spartan. And where is he now? Oh, he's done. Sacramento? No. Is he? I thought he, he was, was the a point guard in Utah. No, he's somewhere. Mo Pete is somewhere. I just don't know where he's at. Mo Pete. He's, on a, he's on a bench somewhere in the NBA. No way. He's still yeah, there. man. And, Maurice uh, Peterson. And uh, you know one thing I forgot to retired. mention? Yeah, retired. Yeah, retired. retired? Yeah. No. Yeah. I was going to say. I didn't think he still played. I would have loved if he did. Because I know he's been hanging around. Oh man, I thought I thought he went. Maybe he got. Maybe he was signed by Sacramento. He's like, could have been. Yeah, it. could have been. You know, <laughs> I'm not down. Um, um, and he played with the Thunder for a second too. Yeah, wow. 2011. <laughs> I think the uh, the Thunder's biggest acquisition. Speaking about the West, OKC is in some turmoil. Yeah, it's going to be hard for them to shake the fact that James Harden's so good. Yeah. Um, it's going to be hard for them to shake the fact that they completely whiffed on getting Kevin Martin. Yeah. And now Kevin Martin's gone. gone. So who is going to score? 
mm-hmm. for them, especially when Westbrook is out. Jeremy Lamb. <laughs> Jeremy Lamb is one project. Yeah, that's coming. what they're hoping. And what OKC season Kendrick Perkins, I'll never know. Hmm. He's got to be the worst player in the league at his position. And he does nothing but harm to that team. It's very interesting. And then OKC, who do they pick up this year again? Derek Fisher. Yeah, Fish. This guy, if there's one guy I hate the cat. in the NBA. So many lives. Man. I hate Derek Fisher with a passion. I, I hate wonder the way why, he though. flops. Yeah. I hate the way He's he killed carries himself. <laughs> He's killed San Antonio. I don't like him. Even other players hate him. Yeah. He got voted off the... Uh, the players, yeah, players association. The players association got him kicked out yeah. because of the way he was running things. Yeah. So players don't respect him that way. Now he keeps coming back to teams trying to make a trying to make a name for himself. Last year he came back to OKC, and he started whipping up shots like he's a hero. Yeah. Like who are you? You're not Westbrook. You take the open shot when you got an open shot. You don't start jacking like you're a starter. Yeah. He got this real, he gets really confident, and now he's back. Mm -hmm. And now he still gets voted. They did a GM poll, and they said, which player is most likely to come back and be a good coach? Yeah. A lot of point guards. Yeah. Chauncey Billups. Right. Chris Paul. He's always out there. And Derek Fisher. Yeah. If the players don't like him to lead the Players Association, what makes you think he's going to be a good head coach? Mm -hmm. Especially with that stupid look on his face, man. I don't like that guy at all. Yeah, and he's pulled a move twice using his kids as an excuse to get released only to go sign on with another squad. Yeah. You know? Yeah. He- <laughs> it's kind of questionable. Once, okay, you know, but the second time that he did it, you know, Cubes had to call him out. Yeah. So. Cuban called him out, and that's the thing, man. He enters the front door with a big smile on his face, Yeah. and he leaves out of the back door with the hood over his head. Yeah, I don't know what to say, man. Yeah, man. I know. He, he's shaky. He's Either shaky. way, it's looking like it's going to be a good season, man. I think so, too. So, a lot of sports on the dial nowadays. Yep. Um, got a big weekend of football, basketball coming up. Yep. We haven't talked about baseball, but I don't think we have to. <laughs> no, man. It's the World Series. It's, it's almost bad. done. Thank too God bad. it's done. Uh, I, I, wish, I wish I still love baseball, but just not doing it, so... Until next week. Next week, man. Let's ball hard. Aw, yeah.